Hi and welcome to Natural Life Flow, the podcast for self-care to uplift you to your best self, sponsored by Debbie Spink Holistic Therapies. How are you today? How are you thinking, feeling, doing? Take a moment each day to reflect and raise your awareness. Hi and welcome to this week's episode of the show and we have a very special guest, Katie Beecher. Katie is a medical and emotional intuitive and a counsellor with over 30 years of experience and she has a different approach to healing. From just someone's name and age, she creates a four-page report and produces a symbolic watercolour image. Katie advises celebrities, CEOs and Olympic level athletes worldwide. Her mission is to help people find unconditional love and self-acceptance. She has been featured in Goop, Poosh and Miranda Kerr's blog. Her new book, Soul Inspired Healing, is being published February 2022. Hi Katie and welcome to the show. Thank you, nice to be here. Great to have you on. The way you work sounds really unique and interesting and I'd love to get into that but before we do that perhaps you could tell us a bit more about your journey and how it all started. Sure so I think of my start really when I was 16 I had a pretty severe eating disorder and I was suicidal because I really didn't want to live like that anymore and I didn't tell anyone that I was suffering with that. I didn't even tell my parents. And I ended up calling our pediatrician myself and telling him what was going on, you know, letting him know that I was in need of a therapist. And that was, God, a really long time ago, uh, 1983, 1982. And it was really before people talked about eating disorders. So he wasn't that concerned, but thankfully, you know, I knew enough to, to push the issue. And he recommended the name of a therapist. And I didn't even, again, didn't even tell my parents that I was going. I paid for it myself and got myself there. I had a car. So it was a kind of therapist who worked very spiritually. And she helped me to understand my mediumship abilities and my spiritual gifts and the fact that I was really sensitive. And I really didn't know what to do with all of that before that time. So that was a big part of my healing was connecting to intuition and just loving and accepting myself and realizing that through all that was really how I needed to heal from the eating disorder and depression and, and things like that. And that was kind of the start of just realizing, you know, the gifts that I had to share with people. And it started from there and I became a therapist and always worked really intuitively. And then eventually just kept understanding more and more of my abilities and realized that I had medical intuitive abilities and kind of I went from there. Fantastic. And when was the point when you first realized that you had these gifts? And when did you kind of realize that there was potential to help others as well? So I think I always knew from a really, really young age that I was different and that I knew things that were that other people didn't know that other kids didn't know. I remember looking up at my parents when I was three and thinking these adults did not have the capacity to take care of me. You know, I knew more about what was going on in life than they did. And I always knew 
things that adults were thinking and having insights that, that other kids didn't have. And my parents saying things to me like, you know, how did you know that? And just, just being really different. And I remember being able to pick up on, on evil, which was not a pleasant thing. It was really pretty scary. So I always remember feeling different and being able to communicate with, you know, the other side and, and things like that from a super young age, but it, it just felt very natural and scary at the same time. And then it was really going through that healing experience that I realized that that was divine intervention that most 16 year olds don't, don't do that. And so I knew that I had to give back for that gift that I had been given of healing. And I realized that that was one of the best things that ever could have happened to me was that experience that most people would think of as horrible. Sure. Yeah. It must Um, be scary growing up with those kind of things, especially if you realize that other people generally don't see those sort of things. Exactly. And I didn't have anyone to talk to about them. You know, my family was pretty dysfunctional and they just would have thought it was kind of weird, even though we talked about things like that occasionally. And I did have my grandparents that I was close to, but I really didn't, it wasn't like an open topic of conversation. And I realized that as, because I was different from the rest of my family and because I had gone through a really difficult thing and gotten help, that that really gave me a pretty big advantage, even though it also made me a target sometimes you know, because I was able to talk about the truth and talk about things that people didn't want to talk about and expose things that people didn't want to talk about. So, um, but as a, as a therapist, I always listened to my guides and I always knew that they were working through me and that's when I did my best work. But it wasn't until about maybe eight or nine years ago now that I realized that I had these medical intuitive abilities and started working more exclusively as a medical intuitive rather than just a therapist, although, you know, it's all kind of intertwined. Right, right. Yeah. So how did the medical side of things come into being? My mom got a flu shot and she became paralyzed over almost all of her body. And eventually, 10 years later, she died. And so it kind of took me on a quest of learning about you know, the traditional medical system and how it really not only doesn't help a lot, but it it takes you down a road that you don't want to go down and that we, a lot of things we're told aren't true, you know, and chemicals and toxins and, and just, you know, I never would have known about a lot of things had that not happened to my mom. And also being a caregiver to somebody like that, it changes your life. And it really created so much more turmoil than was even, was there before in our family. So it turned my life upside down. And the work that I had been doing really wasn't fulfilling the same way. And I knew I needed to do something different. So I started searching for something deeper and started taking some workshops and things and took a three-day workshop with a pretty well-known medical intuitive. And she basically said, here's a name and an age. And we didn't know if it was in a person or animal. And very shockingly to me, I knew a lot about this person or animal. And I started seeing things in my head, like what the person looked like and what they were feeling and things that had happened to them as a child and things about the relationships. And 
and all sorts of these random things. And I was really pretty shocked, but I, I realized that yeah, I had these abilities and I needed to do something with them. And so I developed the report that I use now. And I also created this art aspect of it where I, you know, make a watercolor painting of them and um, kind of, you know, put my own spin on things. It's remarkable that you can get all those insights just from a name and, and an age. How does it come to you? Is it like a vision? Is it in your sleep or is it like a dream or? Yeah, it's, I mean, if I didn't do it, I would say it's really crazy and it is really crazy. Like there's no way I could explain it to somebody, you know, people will, I send the reports and the paintings before the meeting and when I do meet with somebody, people are just like, this is really crazy, you know, and because none of it's accessible online. Most people I work with don't even have social media. It's not something you would put on social media. It's really incredibly personal stuff. And some of the people have never even told anybody some of this stuff, like being, you know, sexually abused or things that happened to them as a child or things currently going on in their relationships or whatever. So it's, it is really kind of remarkable. But I have a template that I work with, and I basically just ask my guides for information. And I will see pictures in my head. I will feel things in my body. I will just see words in my head. I'll just kind of know things. It's very multidimensional, if you will. And I will just, you know, type the words into the little boxes. It's, it's all divided by chakras. So it's like emotional and spiritual, emotional and physical characteristics, characteristics, sorry, of each chakra so that I cover all aspects of a person. And yeah, I just write down what my guides tell me. And I've learned to not really question it and not try to do a lot of interpreting, just sort of write down what they tell me. And then we go through the report and the painting together, my client and I, to kind of um, sometimes it's easy to interpret and sometimes, you know, we kind of need to interpret the information together to figure out what my guys are trying to say. But it's some of it is identifying symptoms. Some of it is figuring out the root cause of what's going on. It's often taking that information and then problem solving in terms of, you know, what to do with that information, how to help heal. I can't diagnose. I'm that's illegal and unethical, but I will identify symptoms. And then I have different, mostly natural, but a lot of different types of physicians or practitioners who then I refer to, to verify my information, do testing, do different treatments and things like that to build on, you know, the work that we've already started. And then sometimes I'll continue with people in terms of working with them, either in a counseling capacity, you know, intuitive counseling capacity or continuing to work with them in some other way sounds absolutely fascinating and very feeling process can just feel it and you talk about the guides how do they appear to them I've heard people say that they work with like guide uh, animal spirits and angels things like that what is it like for you yeah um for me and it really is a different experience for everyone so for me I and I do work with animals and things like that too. So that's a whole, whole other thing. But I don't know the names of my guides other than, you know, my grandmother, my grandfather. There's some, some other people that I do know the names of. But 
there's other people like, I think my main guide is a male who is Native American. I think he's been with me my whole life. There's an older female who I believe is some sort of tribal origin as well. I've never actually seen their faces. I just see an outside image of them. When I meditate or kind of sit down to talk with my guides, I just see this half table of people. So I know it's kind of an army of people. We all have, you know, more than one person and they kind of step in when we, when we need them. So, you know, they've told me it's not really important for me to know their, their name. It's just more to communicate with them. And it's also like, when I say guides, I kind of use the word guide and intuition interchangeably, because to me, it's all just connected with love. And, um, and they work through love and God and, and all that kind of thing. So the name's not necessarily as important as the work that you do with them. Sure. And, and the pictures I've seen on your website, some lovely watercolors, really beautiful. Were you always artistic or is this just like a creative explosion from everything that you, that you come across? You just have to get it down, out. Yeah, no, I've, I've always been artistic from the time I was a really young child. I taught myself how to draw using pictures of, you know, little mice and rabbits and I sat in front of trees and drew trees. And so. You know, I don't have, unfortunately, a lot of time to do the the super, you know, the realistic stuff as much anymore. I should make more time for that because I really enjoyed it. But the the symbolic paintings that I do are sort of my way of still involving, you know, some creativity in my life. And they're they're different than the reports in that with the reports I hear, you know, basically where, I mean, I see pictures in my head too, but it all gets turned into words. And so as a human, I can take those words and interpret them. And that's really, it's a lot easier to screw that up. But with the images, it's just, it's just symbols, you know, so it's a lot harder to kind of put my own human spin on those. And like, for example, I was working with a 12-year-old girl and I heard the word tooth enamel or two words. Those are two words, tooth enamel. And so I kind of, you know, my humanness thought, oh, she must have, you know, teeth that need work or bad teeth or something. And when I talked to her mom, she said, no, her, her teeth are extraordinarily strong. She's never had a cavity, you know. So, you know, I kind of learned not to interpret a lot, just put down what I get from my guides, because if you start interpreting, you're going to screw things up. And with the pictures, I just put down, my guides will tell me to put down a color. Sometimes it's an image, um, sometimes it's like a figure, sometimes it's a plant or a flower, sometimes it's an animal, but I've just learned to put down the colors where they tell me. And then those, I really don't know the meaning of until we've gone through the report and my guides tell me, you know, what the meaning of, of things are afterwards. And we sort that through, but it's, it gives me different information, but also confirms what I've already gotten in the report too. So it's really a fun kind of addition, you know, to the, to the initial information I get. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting. And I think it probably embodies more of the feeling of it, more of the intuition, rather than like you say, that a re- written report is all words right. and dealing with the intellect. And that's where you start the interpreting. But have you ever, with the picture, like 
drawn a strange plant or something and then suddenly realised, like, found its meaning or something afterwards and thought, wow, and I didn't know what I was drawing at the time, but... All the time. Yeah. All the time. I had um, a really, one that I will never forget. I was doing a reading on a five-year-old boy and I found out later that he was autistic, um, non-speaking, and his picture was very unusual. I started to draw a fire truck, which was, you know, not a normal picture for me. And it was a fire truck and there was a fireman on top and he was squirting a hose into a very tall, what looked like an apartment building. And I was trying to draw the, the hose on the side of the truck and I kept making what looked like an S. And in my head, I just said, what is the Superman's fire truck? This is weird, you know? So I just, I just made it. I didn't think about it. I made the thing. And when it came time to talk about the picture with his mom, she said, can you tell me about this painting? So I told her exactly what I just told you. And she started crying. And I said, you know, did I upset you in some way? And she said, no. She said, right before I had my son, we had a fire in our apartment building and I lost everything. And I was devastated. I was suicidal. I didn't want to go on. And then I found out I was pregnant with my son. And she said, he basically saved me. And she said, he, he was my Superman. She said, I wanted the world to know how much he means to me and how much a child can save you and change your life. And she said, his middle name is Superman's middle name. And I can't remember what it is at the time, but I just remember getting such chills at that point that about that painting, you know, and she said, I just, I could not believe what I was seeing when I got this. And, and that's a pain, you know, I will never forget that. It was such a, it's such an amazing one. It know? is. Yeah. It's very remarkable. Amazing. So what type of people do you help? What type of clients do you have? Yeah. Um, it's some people have illnesses and they don't know what their symptoms mean. They've been going from doctor to doctor trying to figure it out. Some people do know what they have and they just want help healing. Some people aren't sick at all and they want help connecting to intuition or just help, you know, with wellness or help sleeping or some people want help with their career and life path and the relationships. So it's really everybody. There's a lot of people who have maybe a what they pinpoint to be a physical issue. And then we look at the whole body, so the whole body and life. So it turns out to be spiritual issues going on that they didn't even attribute to their physical causes. So it's it's really a lot of different different people, different factors. You know, like I said, you know, famous, not famous, all kinds of things. So it's it's really amazing for me. Um, I meet people from all over the world. I work online. So that makes, you know, that easy. And it's, it's pretty amazing work. I learn from my clients as much as they learn from me, which is super fun. So yeah, just about everybody. Fantastic. And if somebody came to you wanting to go through a process uh, and achieve something, where do you start? What would you take them through? Yeah, that's a really good question. So the first thing we do is identify not only areas that they need to work on as, you know, to identify like problems or issues, but also where are your strengths? 
You know, where are your, where are your intuitive skills? How can I help you connect with intuition? How can I help you with self-love? You know, where are your communication skills? You know, so let's look at what, what you have going for you. Maybe, you know, you've been through trauma and stuff like that, but, but what have you done to get through it? You know, not just let's look at problems. So it's kind of looking at the whole person and then starting with like, where in your life, um, what do you want to address? You know, what's important to you? And, and then what are your dreams? What are your goals? What would you like to accomplish? And oftentimes people will feel very overwhelmed because they look at everything at once, you know, or they overthink things like we all do. I overthink God, or, you know, their fears will get in the way. And it's sometimes fear of success, not necessarily mm-hmm. fear of failure, looking at patterns of things that they have been told, like they can't do, or just, re- you know, repeated patterns from childhood or whatever. So just kind of looking at how they can move forward, not necessarily rehashing all the past stuff, but starting now, like, where do you want to go from here? And, and picking like one thing, one place to start. And how can we pick concrete things to do to start with, and then like have an actual plan of what can you do? Like one thing you can actually do tomorrow to start, you know, and then like make a list of of all of your fears or all of the things that you are procrastinating about and pick one, you know, but I, I really like things that are doable and things that people can, can see and touch and feel. And it's really important for me to help people um, connect with their intuition because I don't want anybody to substitute my intuition for theirs. I'm really into helping people feel empowered that was a very, very important part of my own healing, of learning that I really had the answers inside of me. And it wasn't about listening to somebody else or substituting their views for mine, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. Listen to your own voice. Yeah, very much. And and just look at kind of, you know, why do I, you know, what gets in my way? How do I get in my own way, basically? But yeah, so that, you know, that kind of thing, like really, you know, starting now being mindful, like where am I now and, and where do I want to be? But really looking at concrete things that people can do and how to how to feel good about yourself and find self-love. Yeah, yeah, that really resonates. It's really great to hear. It's all about the journey and how how you go about that journey. And it's different for everybody too. Yeah. Like that's so important for me to look at everybody as an individual even like with with healing I really am not a fan of protocols because everybody's body is different everybody's immune system is different everybody responds like a lot of the people I work with are super sensitive in so many ways so even some really safe supplements for people they're just going to be too much so it's what works for you and and where you start with something and and I have so many people who have gone to doctors or gone to practitioners and been told that they're crazy or this shouldn't have an effect on you or any number of things. And it's mm-hmm. just, and I'm just, it's so important for me to be open and listen and treat people like they're intelligent and like they do know themselves and to be, to be honest, but also really compassionate and caring. 
Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree with that. And as you say, with like medical practitioners, it's, I guess, science and medics have always like followed protocols and everything is research. So it's got to follow this pattern. So it is like a rigid structure where where everybody has to fall into that net or otherwise it's like, like you say, it doesn't quite fit in. Exactly. And there's a place for traditional medicine. You know, there is, there's, you know, I take medication, there's, there's a place for all that, but it has to work for people, you know, and, and it's, there's room for all types of, of practitioners. And, you know, my, my favorite People are the ones who are open to things and, and doctors who can admit, you know what, I don't know the answer to that. And let's try and find somebody who can help you or, or let me, you know, just admit that I don't know and try to find the answer for you or whatever. But, you know, and, and I'm the same way. Like if somebody comes to me with a mystery thing, I have not been stumped yet. However, there are some things that can be complicated. And if sometimes it'll take me more than one session to figure something out, but <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I don't, you know, if I can't figure it out in the first session, I don't charge you for an extra session. I'm like, give me some time and I'll get back to you and we'll figure this out. But I just, I really care about what I do and the people that I work with. And it's not about just, you know, a certain number of sessions that you have to see, or most of the people I work with, we can usually accomplish a lot just in that first first time so yeah absolutely there's so much that we don't truly understand and know so we've only just touched the tip of the iceberg I think with all sorts of things science and what we know about even our own world and yet we're striving to reach other planets and things it's just remarkable so true and is there an example that you can give of a client that's just blown your mind with what they've achieved through working with yourself? Yeah, I mean, so many, but there's one that comes to mind, especially she had Lyme disease in bed, you know, couldn't move, really bad shape, a lot of heavy duty neurological symptoms, brain symptoms. And she is now a chiropractor, practicing chiropractor. She's fully healed. She walks four miles a day. She's, yeah, I think she graduated from chiropractic school last year. She's just doing amazingly. She's, you know, now helping people herself. So many of those stories. And I kind of got her, her started. We did a lot of looking at physically what was going on, but also emotionally and spiritually, just kind of looking at the whole package, even myself healing from Lyme. We, you know, we looked at everything and was able to find somebody in her area who was able to treat her Lyme from a lot of different aspects. And then we, you know, we kept working together as well because Lyme, you know, Lyme's a toughie. She had a lot of the different co-infections too. So, you know, work with a lot of other people as a, you know, and team, team effort, but yeah, she's, she's doing great. So. Sounds remarkable. Great result there. And uh, we mentioned about the book. What inspired you to start writing the book? So it's, it's called Heal From Within. I may have, I probably sent you the wrong title. I sent you the old title. It's called Heal From Within, a guidebook to intuitive wellness. 
And it was actually when I was going through my eating disorder therapy, my guides told me, you're going to write a book, at least one, you're going to write more than one book because you're going to take this information and share what you've learned at this young age with other people. We, we had you heal. We had you get this eating disorder for a good reason. And you're going to share this with other people. And so I knew then that it was going to happen. And it's basically me showing people what I do as a medical intuitive, helping them to be their own medical intuitive and taking them through the process that, that I use in my individual readings, you know, doing a reading on themselves and they can use that process to help others, you know, through the chakras, using my own experience, information from my guides, information from Jungian psychology, um, helping them connect to their, their intuition, giving them information about individual diseases and issues and, and things like that. So it's, it's a very different book than anything else that's out there because it does combine medical intuition and Jungian psychology and then information, you know, as a, as a licensed counselor too. So I'm, I'm pretty excited about that. And that's coming out. So it's coming out in February and it'll be published in North America and then Australia and the UK and um, also New Zealand. So Excellent. We'll yeah. have to keep us posted on, on when it's released. Yeah. And is there something that you'd like to leave the listeners with? Some final words? Yeah. If you want any more information, please head to my website, which is katiebeecher.com. I'm on Instagram. I'm always available for questions, for DMs, whatever. I love to have people follow and I love people's comments and really like interacting with people and, and learning from them as well. So, but, but, you know, what I learned when I was 16 still rings true today. And that's with connection to your intuition and self-love and self-acceptance, you can heal from anything. And I, I really do believe that. Absolutely. And just one last question to wrap up. If you had an hour of self-care time available for yourself what would you choose to do oh my well I'm a pole dancer so so pole fitness is is one of my obsessions but my very favorite thing to do is to go sea glassing so sea glassing yeah sea glassing on the beach the beach is my my happy place and um and sea glassing is one of my favorite things to do so yep that's it right right what exactly is that? I've not heard that. Oh, so it's, it's, um, yeah, it's funny. I was in Australia and sea glass is, it's glass that's basically been thrown in the trash, you know, that's been thrown out and it's smoothed over by the ocean and it becomes quite beautiful. And it's more of a, a U.S. thing because when I was in Australia, there was some of it and people were looking at me like I was crazy picking it up from the beach. <laughs> it was super fun. But um, yeah, it's basically glass it's been smoothed over by the ocean or by rivers or streams and I have like jars of it all over my house so wow. <laughs> I'm gonna have to look that next time I go down to the beach I'm gonna have to right? look out for that yeah yeah fantastic I might have created a new obsession for you you never know oh yeah yeah <laughs> that'll be it now <laughs> it's very relaxing to look for actually yeah <laughs> Brilliant. That's something else to add to my list to do. <laughs> well, Katie, it's been an absolute pleasure and great to have you on the podcast. So thanks oh, very much. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure.
Yeah, brilliant. Loved it. Thank you. Thank you. Take care. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Natural Life Flow. If you did, please feel free to like, comment, share the podcast with your friends and subscribe. Write a review. It all helps with spreading the word. Thank you.